Welcome in to Valhalla, all of you wonderful peeps. As always, we're brought to you by our great friends over at Parkway Poorhouse. If you're in the Chattanooga area, want to come grab some delicious grub on the patio with the fam, maybe the pup, or just, you know, grab some apps and adult beverage. Parkway is the perfect spot for you. Um, either way, always can visit parkwaypoorhouse.com to plan your visit today. Also, we are joined today by our great friend from Fox Sports Knoxville, Trey Wallace, man. Friend of the show, just a great dude. Um, today we're going to be talking about the official slash unofficial depth chart because there could be a couple changes coming per Trey. His thoughts on Saturday's game, a little fun over-under over prediction. Uh, 47 and a half this week, I believe, for old South Carolina as of, of Wednesday night. His potential breakout star for the year. You're going to get some be surprised by some names he's going to have thrown out there. After our talk with Trey, Mike and I are doing a little first half of the season score predictions, so that's going to get a little interesting. Um, really excited because Mike's got some upsets, so I'm pretty pumped about those. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll be hitting the second half of the season during the bye week. But as always, enjoy the show. Appreciate all of you wonderful folks. Let's get to Trey Wallace. Welcome in, Mr. Trey Wallace. What's up, buddy? Guys, good to uh, talk with you. It's uh, It's been a minute, but uh, never a dull day when it comes to Tennessee football. So Never a dull <laughs> amen, day. Amen, amen. And we are on the brink, my friend, this weekend, boys. This weekend. Mm. Mm. I can't um, believe it's already here, to be honest, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine. If four months ago, we were sitting in a spot where – we didn't know if we were going to have college football. I mean, heck, two months ago, guys, we didn't we didn't know. And uh, Dark the, days. the fact that they're going to get on a plane at 1 o'clock on Friday <laughs> to Columbia, uh, it shows how far we've come. So I'll take it. Yeah, man. It's so weird because, like, especially after the MOB, I started to get a little worried about football. The early on MOB, I was like, oh, crap, here we go. <laughs> you know, if you're not in a bubble, it just ain't going to work. But we're here. We're here, and I'm not complaining. It's exciting. I know you have had a crazy week, I'm sure, this week, Trey. Uh, Mike and I are pretty pumped about this weekend, too, so we got the watch party and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. But also released this week, since it is game one, we got an official depth chart. Well, unofficial, official. (laughs) Finally. I mean, if if we want to call it that, then that's that's cool. Uh, (laughs) I think that what what was released by Tennessee – I think you're going to see a lot of different things on Saturday and especially a lot of different names that aren't on this depth chart right now. Mm. Uh, who would you say? I would, uh, I'd say in the secondary, you'll see Nico Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're going to see Warren. Here's the thing. Warren Burrell is going to be kind of tough because that's a player that he was, let's just say he hasn't been in practice for the last okay. two weeks, but he just got, he got back to practice today. Yeah. So he got back to practice this week. Yeah. So earlier, mm-hmm. early in the week. So, um, which is good. Uh, another guy missing practices, Tank McCullough. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he, somebody. I, you know, and they have this acclimation period, you know, so is that somebody that that's going to be available? We'll find out. Um, you know, the, these guys could could suit up and play on Saturday. If they get on a plane Friday, I expect them to play on Saturday. That's just kind of yeah. my kind of my opinion on it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the the defensive line. I mean, guys, the the names I you know keep hearing are Matthew Butler, Latrell Bumpus. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you hear about Karak Garland. 
You hear about Elijah Simmons at that nose spot. Uh, you know, Aubrey Solomon back at practice this yep. week. This week. But that's a player that, that's been out. Mm-hmm. Um, Darrell Middleton has not gotten a lot of practice time. He's been kind of out there, but if you count being out there with a towel over your head and some shorts, <laughs> there's a big difference. And that's and it's it's all about the acclimation period, guys. Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing. So, what does Tennessee do with the defensive line come Saturday? I think that's going to be interesting. Jeremy Pruitt is, you know, he's been kind of down on his defensive line, and mm-hmm. uh, they they've got some work to do. But I, I think they'd be okay with. You know, with Butler, Solomon, Garland, Emerson, Bumpus, that'll get them through Saturday night. Mm. Well, that's good. Uh, that was my that was my first question on here was with Solomon coming back and Wanye out of their two week hiatus. Um, and I guess they came back last Thursday, right? Uh, so, Solomon was this week. This earlier week, in okay. the week, I don't know what we count as earlier in the week. Sunday, whatever. Monday, yeah. Um, Wanye was back late last week, yeah. Yeah, because I know a lot of people were they, – they came out with something, and it might have been just rumor mill that, that people were very worried about Aubrey Solomon not being on a on a roster list earlier on. They're like, "What? where's that guy? Is he transferring? You know, all those – the rumors fly through Vol Twitter. And uh, I was just kind of wondering, have you heard much about conditioning-wise when guys come back? I don't know what it's like on these two-week hiatuses. And I don't know if there's any sort of conditioning that goes on in rooms or wherever else. I mean, do you think everybody's going to be pretty ready to go? I mean, I understand circumstances, but. Well, the thing about it is these players can actually work out. Now, Mm. what we saw, and I was talking with some folks, and and I was told Wanye Morris would work out in the training room when the team was on the practice field. So he'd have somebody in there working out, you know, a trainer, something along those lines, grad assistant, who knows. But he mm-hmm. can work out. So that's kind of what they've been doing. Uh, staying away, you know, if, if you go into quarantine, you got to stay away from the team. But you can work out in the facility. You just, you know, they got to wipe down. they got to cleanse it. You can't be around the other guys. Um, okay. And I think that's the thing you, you, you've seen with other players. Now it's different. If you contract that virus, you, you know, Pretty much you're down yeah. um, 10 days, you know, and then mm. you can come back. Uh, the contact tracing, you know, that's the 14-day thing. So uh, I, think, I got you. Right. So I, I think players are staying conditioned. Uh, they can work out with each other if they were quarantined. So mm. those 40 players that were out, what, it was a week and a half, two weeks ago, I mean, they could have been working out together. But to get to your question, I, I think these guys, there's a reason why there's a four-day acclimation period. It's to get them back going and – you know, if you want video evidence of it, go back and look at Tennessee's practice highlight yesterday. You'll see Warren Burrell out there, you know, uh, in shells, Pat, whatever you want to call him yesterday they're working out with, and he was full go. So I yeah. think that's a good thing, and so was Aubrey Solomon. So Sweet. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I guess that leads us to the next question. Do you think with Greg Sankey coming out and making ambiguous comments about the nature of transfers within the SEC – is there any chance that UT kind of pushes the envelope? Because I saw Jeremy Pruitt was kind of seemed like he might be willing to push the envelope in some comments he made earlier in the night. Jeremy Pruitt is sitting at a table in Vegas and he just pushed his chips all in. Mm. And, and, and the reason why I say that is 
there'll be a press conference that's posted from Wednesday night, and Jeremy pretty much said, and, I, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'm really not. He said, "Look, if the if the NCAA has cleared him, the NCAA went through all the paperwork, did the interviews, they cleared him off the appeal, and said, okay, you can go play football." But the problem is, it lies in Greg Sankey's hands. And that's where Jeremy Pruitt came up and said, and it was interesting what he did have to say, and, I, and I'll sit here and, and I'll read it to you. He said, no one from the SEC has contacted Tennessee to talk to Cade Mays. Pruitt added that off the NCAA decision that was made, he doesn't know why he wouldn't be allowed to play. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I, 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 he went on to say, I know he's met with a lot of professionals and he submitted it to the NCAA and they thought he was good to play this week. So he's calling them out. I mean, I, I don't really know ever another way to put it. Um, yeah. But, but here's a problem, guys. The problem is you've got a player in Joey Gatewood at Kentucky that, I know his his SEC waiver has been he's been waiting longer than Cade Mays, and and this is just my opinion here. If you're going to grant somebody eligibility to play this year, you got to grant them both. You can't grant one and not grant the other because then the questions and the fans and the coaches, everybody mm-hmm. is going to attack. So. My biggest thing is, and this whole situation is, and I'm not even talking about Otis Reese yet from Ole Miss. You know, right. he's dealing with the NCAA, but he's dealing with Georgia as well. And I look at this thing, and, and I and I sit back, and you know, Mark Stoops thought he would hear something last week from the yeah. SEC, and now Jeremy Pruitt's like, okay, we hope to hear something, you know, before we get on a plane this week. And I base what's going on. It's not the same kind of case, but it's the same kind of parameters. You're waiting on the SEC. So I look how long Kentucky's waited, and then now I look how long Tennessee's waited. I It would not surprise me one bit if Tennessee does not have a decision on Cade Mays by Saturday night, and we're sitting here on Monday wondering if he's going to be played against Missouri just because we've been waiting so long for a decision for Gatewood. Right. Oh, man, that's frustrating. That's well, so he talked about it today, too. I mean, Sankey, you know, he went on uh, WJOX in Birmingham, and he talked about how the 80s voted not to let players that are transferring in, in the conference that aren't graduate transfers. They, I mean, they voted on it. They said, hey, these guys are going to sit out of here. And Greg Sankey's using that. And mm-hmm. he's using that as, I don't want to say an excuse, because it's an actual rule. He pretty much said, hey, guys, you voted on it. If you want to change, go vote on it to, to, to get it changed, where these guys can play immediately. But most of these coaches don't want intra-conference transferring because mm-hmm. they know, you know, a guy's going to go to Georgia. Okay, he doesn't like it. And then he's going to transfer to Tennessee after a year. You know, they just they don't want those kind of things to happen because it hoots, hurts from a recruiting standpoint as well. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what he did. Greg Sankey pretty much put it on the ADs today by talking about, hey, you guys voted on it. Jeremy Pruitt has now put it on the SEC saying, hey, the NCAA cleared him. Why aren't you clearing him? So it's kind of a back and forth. And, and man, Friday, we're, I mean, we're 
we're under 48 hours before Tennessee's <laughs> supposed to get on a plane to Columbia, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of sucks even to like, even not to note Kentucky in this pod, but I mean, that really sucks for them. Cause I know Terry Wilson's got a little hurt back thing and man, that's, this is so frustrating for these teams right now, especially since he Sibley has cleared both. Um, but yeah, and Gatewood's a good quarterback. I mean, Gatewood, yeah, Gatewood's a, 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 a decent quarterback. He, you know, he didn't win out the job at, at Auburn because Bo Nix is, I Bo think going to have a good year, and mm-hmm. you know, you go to Kentucky to play, and you never know. Terry Wilson's a quarterback that could get hurt in one play because he likes to scramble. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you you want to have a player like Joey Gatewood back there. So I f- I feel for, you know, Kentucky. I, I feel for Gatewood because these guys will be. Look, if this was January twenty one, they'd be eligible and they could play. But the fact mm-hmm. that we're having to sit here and we're kind of peddling our fingers. And we're waiting four and a half months before technically this rule is going to get made official. I just think that's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, well, speaking of Saturday, um, we're going to get a little three question action here for you to hit it out. I know you're a busy man. We got some, got some fun stuff planned for next couple of days. But first, cool. you're over under because considering the conditions, I know offseason's been a little weird, not a whole lot of contact, not a whole lot of practice. As a gambling fun here, over under on the four point or 47 point, 47 and a half UT versus South Carolina. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good one. Man, uh, goodness. Without, man, Tennessee's been hurting at the wide receiver spot because of quarantine and contact tracing and mm-hmm. offensive line. I think they're going to be fine on the offensive line, even if they didn't have Kate Mays this week. Like, I think they yeah. would be good for the next two games without Kate. Um, but if we're talking 47 and a half, I mean, we're, we're talking Tennessee's probably got to put up at least 27 to make that happen, 24. Colin, mm-hmm. I, I would uh, – I take the over right now just Ooh. because well, – yeah, I would because we don't know what South Carolina is going to be like with Mike Bobo. They might just come out and Very start true. throwing dimes down the field and, and Tennessee's got to play a – you know, a matchup game. Ten, look, Tennessee should win this game by ten points. But mm-hmm. if if you know Tennessee gets beat a couple times or something like that, and, and Colin Hill gets time because Tennessee's defensive line can't pressure, they could put up some points. So I'm going to go with the over as of right now. Mm. All right, a huh. little bit surprising, but I hope you're right. I'd love to yeah. see Askin shootout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and who knows if it's a shootout? I mean, it, it, you know, it could be. You know, twenty seven, twenty four. Right. <laughs> you know, in the overheads. Um, yeah. You know, but but I, I I still think it. We just here's the thing about week one. We just don't know. Right. We no idea. we we don't know who Tennessee. You know, we think it's going to be Josh Palmer, but who's Garantano comfortable with? Um, how the running back's going to look with Eric Gray and Ty Chandler? They they should look good. Should um, look good. You know, and, it, and if Tennessee's game plan is hey, Garantano takes the ball, turns around, hands it off. You know, how much scoring is going to go on. So it's it's all up in the air, boys. Oh, 100%. If you had to pick one player to be a breakout, I don't know, breakout nominee for this season and somebody that's going to become a household name in Knoxville by the end of the year, who you got? Okay, we're going to do one offense and one defense, or we're just going to do all together? Uh, let's we'll I do one offense, one defense. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, defense, I'm going to go Nico Slaughter okay. in the second. Ends up uh, playing a lot at that star position mm-hmm. for Tennessee, a spot like that, that 
a spot that a lot of people thought Schamberger would play a lot. And I'm not saying he won't, but I think I, I've just heard so many good things about Slaughter during fall camp that I think he makes a run at that starting spot. Uh, mm. Maybe potentially he's starting on Saturday, but I think he is a name that will be fun to watch just because everybody already knows about, you know, the Tank McCulloughs and the Bryce Thompsons and Alante Taylors and the defensive mm-hmm. line. And, you know, the linebackers are easy because it's Banks, it's Toa Toa, it's Corvarius Crouch. Right. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go somebody different. I'm going to go with Slaughter on defense and then on offense. Um, you know, I, this is a tough one because I could easily just name a wide receiver like Malachi Wyman and Jalen Hyatt, and right. that would be it. I'm going to go with Javante Spragans. Oh, okay. On the offensive well, line. card. All right. On the offensive line. I think by fourth or fifth game of the year, he could be a starter. Wow. And I could also see him getting some playing time Saturday night. Um, mm. You know, it's it, look, it, like I said, it'd be easy to go with Jalen Hyatt and, yeah. and Weidman or go, you know, D Beckwith maybe if he gets some, some touches out of the backfield or he, you know, hits them downfield. But trying to get away from the obvious players, I'm going to go right. somewhat different like, like Spragans. Though I will say, keep an eye out on a player. Everybody knows Princeton fans, but keep an eye out on uh, Jacob Warren, tight end. Hmm. hmm. No, I was actually wondering about that earlier because I know there's not a whole lot of clear separation, it looks like, from them. But, no. I, I mean, because that's just a, a air quotes weak spot because we don't, we don't know yet. But uh, Prince Stefan is your Prince, Prince Stefan is going to be your good blocker. Yep. Um, and, and Jacob Warren's going to be your athletic type player that can get you 15 yards on a route down the middle or, you know, mm-hmm. be that third and six type guy that, uh, you know, curl route, pick up first down. Um, so we'll see. Jacob Warren could could be uh, could do some things for Tennessee this year. Okay, and I know you're going to hate it, but I'm going to ask you. Okay, uh, <laughs> what what are your expectations for JG? We'll go Saturday and the rest of the year. I think this could be a complex answer, so it's going to take a minute. I think Jack right. Garantano is going to be a lot better than he was last year. I think that with the playbook being the same. And I know it gets said over and over again, but it, 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 it deserves it because having your offensive coordinator back and having your quarterback coach back, not having to install new plays into your brain, um, having Chip Long, former Notre Dame offensive coordinator there, for you to pick his brain at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes Jared Garantano's job not easier, but it's not as complicated because he knows what he needs to do. And having guys like Ramel Keaton and Josh Palmer and Cedric Tillman, um, and then you, you know, you're adding guys like Valus Jones. Valus is a, you know, he's a, he's a senior. He's already graduated from USC. He's played college football for a while. He's somebody that's going to be able to help Garantano out on these short yarded situations and across the middle. Garantano, you're going to see somebody, and this is just my opinion after talking with folks, not as timid. And, mm. and by that, I mean, I don't think Jared Gantana is going to sit in the pocket for five seconds and hang on to the football and, and stare down a receiver. But here's the biggest thing out of everything on Garantano. He knows he has an offensive line that he'd go to war with, that mm-hmm. it's going, that's going to protect him. Remember what happened last year? Last year, 
Tennessee was floating offensive linemen in like French fries at a fast food <laughs> restaurant. It was just in and out, in and out. And it was hard for them to be able to set themselves up on one starting five. But I think Tennessee has that this year. I think they've got a rotation that could go eight deep. And I think that's what helped Jared Garantano and his ability to be comfortable in the pocket. So I, I think he does better. I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw for 300 yards per game, but I could do see something where he's throwing for 240 a game and, and two touchdowns and, you know, and being able to lead Tennessee's offense. And um, if not, JT Shroud will be waiting in the wings. Okay. Yeah. JT, I know we, I know we talked about it before when he came on the live pod. I mean, it was, uh, I know he's getting a lot more, a lot more credit. Looks like he's actually figuring out the game speed and, and he, in the game. He understands. I mean, he's, it's the same thing as like Garantino, guys. Like he, he's mm. been around it now. Um, yeah. Everybody's seen his arm. I, the prettiest football that was thrown last year was JT Shroud in the pocket to Marquez Callaway for, for, for right mm. for fifty-five yards against yep. South Carolina. Yep. Uh, so you know, uh, and a lot of people they want to see Harrison Bailey, and I get it. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, Harrison Bailey's been running with the scout team. He's getting work, which he needs. He's mm-hmm. getting those reps. You need those reps. So if your scout team, in my opinion, that's better than running with the twos because at least you're going up against the number one defense in and out every practice. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think over time, Harrison Bailey will be a good quarterback. But right now, he's still got a lot to learn. He's got a heck of an arm. He's been throwing some really nice passes. Uh, but he's got a lot to learn, and, and I think that's good that you have a backup like Shrout because Mauer just he hasn't practiced a lot this fall camp. He's had a hammy in, uh, injury, uh, so it, it's good to have somebody that you know you can rely on if you need it. And JT Shrout, so we'll see. Long answer, but I think it's a good one. Exactly yeah. what we needed. Yeah, dude. Hey, man, we <laughs> we appreciate you, brother. Anything else you got to throw out before Saturday? I I would say watch. I would say watch the secondary on Saturday. And it's the first time I'm saying this, but I'll say it on y'all's show. Watch the secondary Mm. on Saturday for some position changes that you might not have seen coming based off last year. Maybe some guys that you thought were playing Mm. one position, they might be starting at a different position Saturday night. That'll be fun to watch. Fun to watch. (laughs) That's good stuff, baby. That's good stuff. Trey Absolutely. Walsh, we appreciate you, bro. Yeah, for real. Thanks for coming on. Guys, y'all have a great night. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game, and uh, we'll keep you covered from Columbia. I'll be there starting Friday. We'll have live coverage going on all the way through kickoff and after the game. So thanks for having me on, and y'all have a wonderful night. Hey, you go too, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. Dude, uh, Trey Walsh, what a guy, right? What a guy, man. Super gracious of him to come on our show and uh, give us a scoop on all things UT. I feel like, man – I don't know. Maybe I should go gamble at this point because I feel like I got insider information on what's going down on Saturday. I know, dude. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, if makes me really think because I'm going to go ahead and sneak preview here. Uh, I go under the 47 and a half for the UT South Carolina game. So <laughs> now I feel kind of dumb, but now I get it. So, you know, it's like when you hear somebody smarter than you say something, you're like, oh, uh, oh shoot. Dang, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sticking to it because I'm a prideful man. Um <laughs> And so, just like I threw out at the first at the at the intro, Mike Pipe and I are doing the first five games of the season. 
we're going to give our scores and our probably somewhat hot takes if we have some. I don't know <laughs> uh, what we th- what we think the first five weeks are like, and then we're going to give you the second half of the season during the bye week, which hopefully we'll have another fun interview that at that time, giving some insider info again, or maybe on, later on in the season we hopefully get some fun people lined up. Yeah. So. Let's start out with week one. Would you like to start or me, sir? Uh, week one. I'll, I'll hit lead off for us in this. Oh, yeah. Here we go, baby. It's speedster. All right. Speed round. Uh, all or nothing. No. Tennessee versus <laughs> South Carolina. We're going to be playing the Gamecocks in Columbia. No one has any idea what to expect, period. Um, but I'm going to say that Tennessee goes out and they beat up on South Carolina, I'm going to say it's going to be 24 to, we'll say, 13. So it's not going to be a blowout, but I think, you know, we're going to go out, win fairly convincingly. Um, I like our talent a lot better. I think that we'll win at the line of scrimmage. I think we've got enough experience in the secondary to pull through for us, and I just don't see a way that um, South Carolina can beat us unless we just are looking really rough from all the contact tracing and, not having enough practice. I just feel like we have a much more talented team than them at this point. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I also think Tennessee gets the dub, uh, but I'm going to go with 24 to 17. I think it's a pretty sloppy game, and I just think that's a lot due to the lack of practice, lack of contact. <laughs> and there being so many guys, and I don't know enough, and I know it's lack of research. Sorry, folks. But – uh, I don't know what it's – we have a ton of guys coming back in the last week. They're only getting, you know, six to seven days practice after being in quarantine. And like Trey said earlier, I, I know that they're getting some sort of work, but it's not the same. They can still work out, but it's just not quite the same as practice speed, which develops into game speed. Everybody's going to be really amped up. Um, South Carolina does have seven guys returning on defense. So, you know, there's some continuity there. Uh, I think there's going to be some kinks that are going to have to work out in the passing game, which unfortunately I think is going to have that initial JG. Not terrible, but, like, there's going to be a little hate train there. You know, mm-hmm. just 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 from the, the people that just have to, you know, die on that shield, you know, they're going to. They're going to ride that wave. So I think it's going to be a pretty good day on the ground for Tennessee, um, especially in the second half. I think that's where we kind of cleared out. Um, I think it's going to be pretty close throughout the game. But, you know, like the, I, I, what I think happens, honestly, is they probably get that late t- late touchdown. I think it's 24 to 10. They might get a late one, you know, just to give a little scare. Mm-hmm. But I do I do think, uh, I think Tennessee comes out 24-17. Beautiful. On to round two. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Tennessee versus Mizzou. Uh, this one will be in Neyland Stadium. Um, you know, they got a new year or a new head coach up in, I guess, Columbia, Missouri. Different Columbia. Um, yeah, back-to-back Columbia. Drink wits. But, yeah, I think for this game, I'm just thinking that Tennessee's going to end up beating Missouri. I think drink wits, honestly, is a pretty good coach. I think what he was able to accomplish at Appalachian State um, uh-huh. is a testament to a guy that clearly knows how to run a program. I don't know if he'll be able to compete at the SEC level or not. That remains to be seen. Um, but I just think Tennessee will honestly, again, win in the line of scrimmage. I think it'll be a game that we're able to establish a pretty dominant run game and then run play action out of that um, and set up the passing game. So 
Um, because of all those things, I'm picking Tennessee 35 to 23. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're pretty close. Uh, I, and along the same lines, like I just don't think – I think Drinkwitz is a good coach. But if you're, you're going to stack up and say pound for pound, he definitely doesn't have the same amount of talent what you have at App State compared to who you're playing. And then here in Missouri, I mean, look at last year. He had Darrington Evans, who's now going to be a player for the Titans. Right. <laughs> a guy that had like over 4,000 yards rushing and zero fumbles or one fumble. Ball security, one, baby. One fumble. That's incredible. That would, that would got me as soon as I was being drafted <laughs> this year. It's like, heck, yes. Um, and his leading rusher this year is going to be Larry Roundtree, who did not eclipse 1,000 yards last year. They got a new quarterback. They only have seven returning starters, too. Um, and also, they, they're going to have 12 guys out against Bama. And I granted, I know what most people are probably going to get out of Bama anyways. But 12 guys out, and you're getting week number one. That's going to be tough. That's going to be all due to quarantine as well. That's going to be real tough to find some continuity. I think Tennessee finds a good groove here. I'm saying 38-17, Tennessee Vols go up to Columbia. Or Tennessee Vols beat the boys from Columbia, Missouri. And, uh, yeah, big win. I think they find a good groove here. Vols roll, baby. Vols roll. And just like that, we're rolling on to pick three. Tennessee versus Georgia in Athens. Oof. You know? Hmm. This is one. Take... Yeah, you go. You go. Hit. You hit. Like, oh, okay, you sound so sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, it's, it was killing the vibe. But you got it, dude. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think we come back down to earth here. Uh, <laughs> just gonna Dang be it. honest. <laughs> I know. I know, man. Oh man. Uh, this is this look. This is me, tough man. I, I just don't see how. I don't know, man. That's just such a talented Georgia team. I don't know if this Tennessee team's quite there to make the upset. I, I know that there are times where this offensive line is going to really do a lot. I think the defense is, has a chance to be pretty freaking good. Um, I just don't know if there's enough firepower in there. And I don't know if this Tennessee team, I don't know if the balls can hang athletically on with Georgia. I hate to say it. I think, I think it's another game where Tennessee probably hangs around the first half and then gets cleared out in the second. Mm. Um, I'm going to say 35-17 Georgia Bulldogs. Oof. Oof. It hurts. This is one where I'm, I'm half tempted to just cross out what I have down on paper and say Vols, baby, but I just can't do it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a little lower scoring. You know, I, I feel like the Georgia defense um, is going to keep this offense in check. And I think that Tennessee's defense is going to surprise some people. I think we're going to be – Pretty solid. So I'm I'm gonna say maybe a little lower scoring affair. Um twenty-four to seventeen George Bulldogs. So mm. Okay. Okay. I think we keep it close, honestly. I think it'll be fairly close. I just I think there's been a lot of uncertainty in Georgia. Like JT Daniel still isn't clear from what I understand. Um unless he that's, that's so weird, right? Yeah. Like this this transfer stuff's really getting frustrating well, for people. Yeah. So I think and I, I could be wrong because I haven't been following this as closely as I have like Cade Mays and stuff, but I think from my understanding yeah. he's maybe cleared by the NCAA, but then there's a medical ish injury that's lingering and he hasn't been medically cleared possibly. Or I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm misunderstanding that. But um hmm. anyway, I just know that there has been uncertainty and people were on the radio were saying that there's a chance they're gonna have to play a <laughs> freshman quarterback. Um, oh, down in Athens oh. because of um, 
you know, they had that Jamie Newman got transfer out that transferred in from Wake Forest. So, oh, is he? Do you know is he opting out or is he transferring? Uh, that you're right. You're right. He's opting out, I believe. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't remember. I, and now I did read something. It was just a weird snippet, but I was like, "Is he opting out to transfer?" Kind of thing. Because I'd heard that. Right. I mean, but, but uh, that was not at a super credible source. I just saw it and I was wondering if that, then when I heard you say that, I was thinking, oh, maybe that actually is true. But no. No, I think All you're right. correct. Yeah. He's just opting out of the season, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because, you know, you have the fact that you weren't going to lose a year of eligibility. I guess maybe mm-hmm. he was just worried that it would affect his draft stock if he got beat out by JT Daniels or maybe a freshman quarterback down at Georgia. That, yeah. That's the only thing to me that makes – I mean, either that or maybe there's legitimate concern or fear surrounding the virus, but it seems like most of these guys want to play. Um, but, yeah, JT Daniels is coming off of an ACL tear from last August and still hasn't been cleared medically to play. So that's – his is a medical thing that's kind of potentially holding him out from practice and keeping him from being slotted into QB1. So <coughs> huh. they're talking about okay. Carson Beck. Um, yeah, yeah. He might be the guy that gets it. I don't know. There's a few other guys on the roster, but yeah. Now I I really I, I'd heard Jamie Newman was having a little bit of trouble down there. I mean, it wasn't it just wasn't looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I hope uh, I hope it's for the right reasons. So, but uh, on to Kentucky, right? So we got next. Yes, mm-hmm. Kentucky. At home, in Knoxville. Uh, I don't know, man. You take this one first. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on this one. All right, Kentucky versus Tennessee Vols. I have a friend who's a really big Kentucky fan. He's from London, Kentucky, about an hour south, maybe hour and a half south of Lexington. And we talk pretty regularly. And he feels pretty optimistic about their chances of having a pretty good team uh, in Lexington. And honestly, it's hard to disagree with him they return a lot uh on the offensive line i think they'll have probably the i would say a top five offensive line in the sec uh terry mm-hmm. wilson looks pretty good um obviously missed most of last season if not all of last season but in the times i've seen him play he's a guy that's dynamic with the ball in his hands and looked like he continued to improve as a passer the more i saw from him um and you know they've they've got some weapons and i really think that mark stoops is a pretty good pretty good coach um, and like what he's been able to accomplish at Kentucky. But um, all that being said, I'm still taking the Vols. Um, it seems like what, irregardless of what Kentucky's able to put together, it just seems like Tennessee's kind of got their number. Um, so with Tennessee returning more than they've returned in a while and being really strong on the offensive line, I've got the Vols winning 34 to 21. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, I actually have something similar. I'm going a little bit higher scoring here. I think uh, I think Tennessee gets a little a little ticked off after get taking an L down in Athens, come back home. Uh, but I also think Kentucky has that. I'm tired of losing to Tennessee mentality. I think we get a fun shootout on this one. Weird, I know, because I, I love I it. Think the last the last two have been twenty four to seven. 17 to 13 and 20, 29, 26. So, uh, I, but I do think it goes back. Cause I know there was a couple games there. It was like, uh, then up 16, 15 and 14. They were all some people, everybody scored in the fifties. So I'm thinking on this one going 
35-42 Tennessee. Um, I think this Dig is it. one of those. Yeah, you see a little Terry Wilson fun. He's going to come out and play. He wants to get that dub. Um, I think JG actually has a big game in this one. I think this is one of those that you're week four. You've got everybody's in shape. Everybody's in game shape. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't want people to think, oh, he doesn't know they're not in shape. Listen, man, I get it. They're just in game shape from COVID, man. All right, they're balling now. Everybody's got. Everybody's figuring out the offense. Everybody's figuring out the rhythm. From what we're getting, Trey Wallace is my man. Said, you know, we might not know what's actually happened with the defense yet. By then, everybody's figured out their positions where they need to be, but. There's a lot of points to be scored in this one, man. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think this is the fun one. I think this is one. Oh, everybody's ready now. It's go time. You know, it's really setting in. It's probably that first really cool day, October seventeenth. I love mm. it. I love it. It's gonna be fun, dude. There's <laughs> probably gonna be like, there's gonna, you know, by that time we're we're a month in. People are ready to sneak in some tailgates. Ooh, it's gonna be fun. We might have twenty thousand people, twenty five thousand people there by then. Yeah, who knows? Man, that'd be awesome. I hope you're right. It's going to be a real fall game. You know, you're in the middle of October, probably mm. going to be a brisk, brisk 55 degrees, 60 degrees. I don't know. Um, you put you putting on the flannel for that game? Ooh, I might. I don't know. Definitely going to have a Vol sweatshirt on unless something crazy happens. But uh, Oh, can I real, – real quick, let's just – let's ride this way for a sec because I right. love this feeling. All right. Saturday mornings. Oof. Mm. All right. Setting stage. College game day comes on at 9 o'clock. Amen. Amen. You get your you got your you got your comfy pants on. Ooh. I've got the I've got this pair from Coles. They feel like a fleece blanket, baby. <laughs> They're great. You know oh. what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put my little. You, I, I don't know. I'm sure. I know a lot of people bought these. I think it was two years ago. Like the the shirt hoodies, basically. Yes. The Tennessee Nike ones. Yes. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that on. Probably gonna go Good to balls. my front porch. I'm gonna put go to my front porch. I'm gonna be training for my half marathon by then. Let's go. I'm not. I'm going to be revived after my week in Miami next week by then, <laughs> hopefully. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to get a little coffee, put my little turmeric creamer in there. Don't hate on that. It's mm. good. It makes me feel good. It gets my joints loose. Nice. It's going to be a cold day. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to sip my coffee. I'm going to come back inside. I'm going to watch game day. And then I'm going to watch a great day of college football. And then I'm going to watch Tennessee beat Kentucky Wildcats 35-42. Wow. All right. That's what Saturday. I just want to let y'all know what's happening on October 17th. Hey, I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how mine's going to go. I'm, gonna, go I'm probably going to fry up a couple of eggs. Um, I'm going to get a nice spot on the couch, watch about two hours of college game day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, probably just watch football the rest of the day. Um, wish I could say I was doing a lot else. But to me, if I'm forecasting that day, that's what that's going to look like. Yeah, mm. if they made a re- if they made a remake of that's what I love about Sundays. It's what I love, be, <laughs> what I love about Saturdays, like that would be just like a guy sitting on on the couch watching college football all day, drinking drinking coffee with their favorite sugar, Splenda, stevia, and creamer combo, whatever they like mm. in there. That's that's really what it's about. And all that to say, and all that enjoyment, we're getting to week five. Mm. It's Alabama week. Man. All right. I guess I'll lead us off here. Lead the charge. Let's go, Speed Demon. All right. So this is where Jeremy Pruitt, the chosen one, 
He takes us home. Oh my gosh. Don't you tell me. <laughs> he takes us home. We saw him go down to Tuscaloosa and we had them right where we won them. It was a two possession game. We were on the one yard line and Jarrett Garantano pulls a, the worst move we've ever seen as Tennessee fans. We go from thinking that we're going to be one possession away from winning that game to all of a sudden being down three touchdowns and the flip of a coin. But guess what? Jeremy Pruitt knows his no. old boss. And they come into Knoxville, and Tennessee upsets the Crimson wow. Tide. Wow. The Crimson Tide, man, with a score of 31-27. to 27. Last second touchdown drive. JG leads us all the way, redeems us. The 25,000 that are there storm the field, <laughs> rip the goal post down. They're able to arrest everyone because it's only 25,000 that are rushing. <laughs> but everybody's socially distanced. But nobody cares because <laughs> Tennessee won. The streak is over. The bad man is gone. Nick Saban, he's not gone. He's still there. But anyway. Everybody wants him. Everybody that for the next two weeks – on all the shows, all the talking heads are going crazy. Going crazy, man. And guess what? Do we fire Saban? Do we fire? Honestly, you know that people are calling into Paul Feinbaum at that point, being like, man, it's time for him to go. I love what Nick Saban's done, but he just can't do it anymore. You know? So, anyway, we'll see what happens. But I really feel like Tennessee's going to get one big upset. And for whatever reason, I'm just I'm feeling like it might be Alabama. We matched up well, well with them last year. We returned a lot of the same people, and I don't know. I just like our odds. That's kind of like what you said. Week four, week five, we're probably rolling. Um, and I think Alabama's coming off of a, you know, maybe a, a pretty tough matchup, maybe or maybe right before a really tough matchup. I, I remember thinking either they're going to be tired or they might overlook us. I don't, I'm not looking at the schedule right now, but um, when I was looking at this earlier, I just remember thinking that. So. Anyway, we'll see. Who you got? What do you got? Well, I, I kind of want to rethink my whole process. It really <laughs> pumped me up. Um, okay. I can't. I'm just going to stick with what I have. <laughs> I'm excited. You pumped me up. But oh, I, I, hope you're, I, hope you're, I hope you're right. I hope you really are right. Me too, man. But uh, I'm going to say you're wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a tough one, even though I do think – this Tennessee team does take a little advantage because they come off. They played Alabama to be playing Georgia the week before. Mm-hmm. So they got a tough stint, man. Uh, it goes October is Texas A&M at home at Ole Miss, Georgia at home, and then against Tennessee, Miss State, and then LSU. I mean, that's a tough run. So uh, whew, Alabama's got a brutal schedule. But it is Alabama. They deserve it. Um, I think this is another close one. I think this is another heartbreak. I hate to say it. I just think talent overwhelms a little bit toward the end. I think this is another one where Tennessee is going to play it close. I I think – I'm going to say it. I think that – I think this is one of those where neither team's really doing a great job of scoring – but I think we might. I think Tennessee might actually take the lead in the fourth, early Oof. in the fourth. Oh gosh. There's a there, there's a couple stagnant drives. I think they take the lead 17-14 at some point. It may be late in the third, early in the fourth. There's a couple good stops. Jerry Pruitt is in this defense are playing and calling the games of their lives, and 
I, I offense is doing all they can, but there's just a couple little things that happen. You know, JG's probably got one pick. There's a weird Eric Gray fumble mm. that probably probably went out of bounds. We don't know. They gave it the call. And they're like, well, Alabama's got the refs. You know, there's going to be something like that. And I think Bama goes down, drives it towards late in the fourth. 21-17 Alabama. Oof. Heart. I think I think it's a heartbreaker before we go to that. Before we go to the bye. Mm. Well, I hate to say that. I hate to be. I hate to be a negative Nancy. We probably should have ended on yours. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I just like I was the I was the really really bad alternate ending. It's like <laughs> you, you know you watch this great movie and they're like let's watch the alternate ending. Let's watch the director's cut and it sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm the suck. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but we're trying to predict reality, and I, I'm honest. <laughs> Yours is probably a little more likely, but I'm a dreamer. You know, I've always been yeah. a dreamer. So I love it. You might be the, you might be a dreamer, but you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so just if you guys need a positive vision to end out this podcast, just picture me, basically Lee Corso on College Game Day. We've uh-huh, gone through uh-huh. all the picks. It's the last one. They're in Knoxville. And Lee Corso, out from behind the podium, pulls out the smoky hat, throws it on, <laughs> and he's like singing Rocky Top with the band in the background. Everybody's going crazy. That's me. That's me. And then Chase is Kirk Herbstreet, who got the pick right, but nobody likes him at that moment because – No, no, nobody. Yeah. They're booing. I'm getting booed. <laughs> boo, boo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreet. I guess that's our new uh, – that's us. That's basically. us. Yeah. Titans of yeah. industry in the college football sector. That's what I like to believe. Mm. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, <laughs> well, and then we're on to the bye week. So who you got in the bye? Well, uh, I'm taking Tennessee. Taking Tennessee oh, okay. uh, zero, zero. So no arrests in the bye week. <laughs> is what you're saying. Yeah. Tennessee wins. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, you know, after that, we're going to be doing, once it gets to the bye week, we're going to do predictions and scores for the second half of the season. We didn't want to go full slate because hey, we don't know what the heck's going to happen here. Nope. You don't. You don't know. All these kids are a bunch of disgusting, filthy animals that all hang around each other. Everybody loved college. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. We were all. Oh, we were just joking around the other day. Like, bro, just little things about your room and how unkept you were in college. <laughs> you know, it's were like, dude. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm not great about it now, but I'm getting way better than I was. It back was in college, more of a dude. self comment for me, honestly. I can't really speculate what your room looks like, but I just every day. Hey, I'm like, that's a room for improvement. There, we got some room. Oh for yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm. I'm not folding my clothes on same basically forever. You know, <laughs> I've been looking at the same clean pile of clothes for three days now. I'm an idiot, but hey. whatever. And then you just throw them back in the wash when you forget to fold them. Oh yeah, them it's all fine. Yeah, I'm just clean. I'm just we're just being clean, being right. healthy, double it up. You know. Yeah, can't too, COVID concerns. I got to worry about my grandma. Absolutely, just looking out for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dude, score predictions. Trey Wallace, great day. Appreciate great day. everybody listening. Um, big dog. Saturday, Parkway Poorhouse. I hope you're there. I know you got a wedding but you can cancel because <laughs> who does that? I got COVID. I'm not going to be at the wedding, but I will be cough, at the Poorhouse. <laughs> yes. Spreading <laughs> around. Dangering everyone's lives. For the record, if anyone's listening, a.k.a. the CIA, I do not have COVID. And he does not have Do not have Don't, it. Trace, it. Don't yeah. trace me. Don't kick me off yeah. the pod for two weeks. I can't take it. 
<laughs> you can't have you breathing the same microphones. Yeah. Couldn't have 30, that. Yeah. 80 miles away. Uh, man, appreciate you. I hope to see you at some point here soon. Man, and it's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand, but we're going to do it. Going to be a big week. Week one, baby. Week one, honestly, really excited to see what happens. I feel like at this point, it's a little bit of a total crapshoot. Nobody knows what's going to happen, what to expect, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, I look for it to be a little bit sloppy, but it's going to be exciting to have it back. Go Vols. Noon games. You get, go Vols, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Holla. It's been, been a pleasure. Welcome, welcome to Vol Holla. Welcome to